Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the What the Derf Show. This is episode number nine. In this episode, Noemi and I talk about a tooth story. It's my tooth, and it's an exciting story, to say the least. After that, we get into a couple segments, deal breakers, and I can't like it, and we end it with the verse of the day, as usual. Thank you, dear listeners, for for the support, for the donations, the subscriptions, the laughs, the feedback, all of the above. It's been pretty fun up until this point, and we're going to keep doing this for as long as it stays fun for us. And right now we're having a lot of fun. So enjoy the laughs, enjoy the word, and God bless. Enjoy the episode. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. You say it. That's too high for me. Your voice almost sounds a little creepy. Are you ready? Do it. Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I don't even know how to hold your hand. Welcome back to the What the Dirt Show. This is episode nine. It's episode nine. And we're going to get right into it. The last episode as a single digit. <laughs> I was like, we're not doing this podcast anymore. Oh my God. The last episode. It reminded me of Ice Age when he goes, The last melon. So there goes our last female. I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking I was looking in the mirror today when I was when I was trimming my facial hairs. Why did I say my facial hairs? My beard or whatever you want to call it. So yeah. my beard doesn't grow in full. I cannot I cannot grow a beard like I see on, you know, TikTok magazines, church. TikTok magazines? They have TikTok is TikTok. TikTok comma magazines got it church <laughs> TikTok magazines or like jonathan's at church like sometimes i just give him a big hug mm-hmm. just so my forehead brushes against his beard a little bit so i know what it feels like to- <laughs> he's a big dude <laughs> he's a big guy so i can't grow a beard and i think it's partially because i had bad acne in high mm. school so i have scars on my face okay my facial parts so i don't I don't razor my face anymore. I bought a shape like a. I don't razor my face. Anymore. I don't know. I, I don't shave it with the razor. I bought a you don't trimmer. Use a straight razor. Yeah, I bought a trimmer. Put it on zero, so that way my hairs don't go away. And my thought. So you process, did not today because I see stubble. You see stubble on my face. Mm-hmm. I so missed you, a couple spots. Got it. Okay, and I was in a hurry. It's a little dark, and for whatever reason, I don't turn on the light when I get ready in the morning. I don't like light. What? Yeah, I feel like a newborn. Uh, what time is it? Mole is it so dark. It's so dark outside. Right now. Mm. What time is it? No, it was still dark outside when you did this. Yeah. So it's dark. Because it's. Okay. And I just go by feel. Sometimes yeah. I'll shower with the. Because sometimes dark. I feel like I I won't turn the light on if I'm gonna shower, but my I have a window, so my bathroom usually lights up with the sunlight. I would not do that in the dark. I just, I, I don't know. I know where my face is and I know where my hairs are. I, I can shower <laughs> in the dark because I don't, I don't look at what I'm washing while I'm washing it. I just wash it. And most of the time, most of the time, the things that I have to bend over to wash, like scrub, more times than not, don't get scrubbed that good. Gross. Sometimes I'll just squirt shampoo on the ground and rub my foot back and forth <laughs> and call it good. <laughs> okay. Lord, help so me. I can't, I can't grow a beard. I can't grow a beard. Mm. I've always wanted to grow a beard. But this isn't part. I'm not talking about my beard right now. I just want to let you guys know that I can't grow a beard. And anytime, anytime you ever see me 
where my facial hair is a little long and looks scrubby, it's because I'm giving it another another shot. Trying to cross that threshold where it looks, it goes from scrubby to it's a beard, but it never gets there because my hair grows straight out. It never gets a curl. It's just straight. It's stupid. <laughs> so as I'm shaving my face with my trimmer, I looked at my teeth and I was like, dude, I need to bleach my teeth, man. My teeth is my teeth is yellow. It's that coffee. Just straight up. I don't coffee and uh, diet cokes that you have. Oh, we all or t- for me it's coffee, tea, all that stuff. I need mm. to bleach my teeth, and I need to get a, I need to get a filler. What's it called when you get a filler? Uh, not a root canal, but then you get a not a plug. What is I think that? It's just a uh, a fill, not a filling, because I got a crown. I was, gonna a, stay f- I was gonna say filling, but something. I'm missing a tooth on the back right, and every time I stick my tongue through it. I have a, oh, a memory. A story to tell right there. Yeah, I have a memory of me uh, almost dying. A tooth almost took me out. Crazy. Hold on. Hold on. Audience, would you like to hear the story? I would say, I would say that's an affirmative. I think they're clapping. They clap. They, they want to hear. Who, I, I don't know if you want to hear the story, but I'm going to tell you the story. <laughs> okay? It's and crazy. This is the time that I almost died. So this right here is called the tooth story. This was before I got married. This was in 2017 and I was going to a wedding. The wedding was in San Jose at the Tech Museum. It was on a Sunday. For whatever reason, the wedding was on a Sunday. I don't remember why, the, the rhyme or reason, whatever. Okay. So at, I know. The, at the wedding, I, know. I got taken away by an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And once again, I'm going to Quentin Tarantino it because right now you're like, <gasps> Yeah. Ambulance at the wedding? What's going on? Can I tell you why the wedding was on Sunday? Why was it on Sunday? Cheaper. My, my sister Lizzie got married on Sunday, on a Sunday. And yeah, uh, they give you a better rate because uh, Sundays are not usually when people have weddings. So mm. you get a better deal, which is so cool because it's a weekend. So I dig it. I dig mm-hmm. it. So we're there on a Sunday. Ambulance comes, picks me up at the hotel, the Four Seasons across the street from the Tech Museum, which is where I was staying. We're going to rewind, rewind. I just told you the, the almost ending. We're rewinding. Two months prior, I was driving home and I was chewing, I believe, pumpkin seeds. And a feeling came out Uh-oh. of where the tooth was missing. And it was the worst pain that I ever felt because something hit it, a nerve exposed or something maybe infected already. I don't know. But whatever got jammed or lodged in there. I had to park on the side of the road because I couldn't open my eyes because how bad the, how bad the pain was. Oh wow! And it just shocked the whole my whole jaw, the right side of my face, down my neck to my shoulder. It was crazy. Wow. Okay. Ooh, so this is episode kind of nine. This is episode nine. All right. And I've told quite a bit of stories already. If you've been here since the beginning, if this is your first episode, this 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 is almost normal now. That that I felt the pain from the top of my head to the shoulder. Oh man, something else crazy. Man, stuff is always happening to Fred. Yeah. Stuff's always happened to Fred. That's the first. That's the first thing I told you when you started telling me these crazy stories. I was walking at work one time and I, I stepped in a hole in the canal because I was in the water. I fell in. My thumb dislocated to where <laughs> my nail was touching my forearm. I popped it back into place and went back to work. Oh my god. Okay, so that's a short story, real quick. That's beginning and end. I popped it back into place and went back to work because I'm a man. That's what men do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Honestly, this thumb I've, I've dislocated multiple times. 
and oh broken it twice, God. and I've jammed it more more times. So, and I got a splinter, and it has surgery in it. A splinter? <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm gonna tell you about that after. This is a lot of stories in the one, and I feel like the audience is like, "You haven't even finished this. St- you haven't even finished the first one." Back to the tooth. So, the feeling comes out. Nerve got hit, pained from my head to my shoulder. I make an appointment for the dentist. The pain was constant. Couldn't sleep. I was taking Advil. I don't like to take medication. I don't like to take medication. I was taking Advil. To me, though, was just like, okay, I'll give in and take some Advil. That's how much I don't like taking medication. Mm. Some people, they just wake up and wash the Advil down with their coffee, and that's how they get the day started. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I go to the doctor. They go, you're going to need a root canal. I go, hey, Mr. Dentist, shouldn't I just pull it? It hurts a lot. You're going to want a root canal because then that way you can get your cap or filling, whatever it is, the fake tooth, and it'll look better. So I'm at a dentist. Before the incident, I'm thinking dentist equals doctor. After the incident, dentist equals salespeople. That's all it is. Yeah, I was going to say they wanted to make more money off of you. So to pull a tooth would have been 50 bucks. My insurance would have covered forty. I would have paid ten dollars. All right, you just get a wrench. If I didn't have fifty bucks, I could have probably done it at home. You know. So I, I said, "Okay, I guess I trust you. Let's do a root canal. I'll make an appointment and give me." And then they gave me antibiotics. I'm allergic to amoxicillin, so they gave me some other stuff. I don't know what it was. It's to take some ibuprofen and this. Fast forward a month later, I go back. I go, "Hey, bros, it hurts." So they sent me an appointment for a root canal. Still hurts. Give me more antibiotics. They hadn't made you an appointment for a root canal? They wanted to test out the antibiotics first to see if they, it'll go away and then I get a feeling. Wow. I'm telling you. I trusted doctors. I mean, I trusted dentists thinking they were doctors or not doctors. They're teeth salesmen. Okay. <laughs> They're teeth salesmen. <laughs> All right. So fast forward to the wedding. All right. I have an appointment for a root canal. My face is swollen. My face is swollen. Right side of the face, Kanye through the wire. Left side, perfectly proportioned Fred. Right side, Kanye. Through the wire. That side, that side. Just like no emotion. Just no, it was, it was big. Like I was storing uh, like walnuts for the winter in my right <laughs> side. All right. I have pictures. On the YouTube video, we will put a picture up. Oh, All right. We'll blur out oh the person gosh. in the picture. But we'll have the picture, okay? It's ex-wife. We don't have to blow her out. But it's for her protection, not mine. I don't care. All right. I don't know why I mentioned that. So we go to Spaghetti Factory on Friday. We have a room from Friday to Sunday for the wedding. Four seasons. Ex-wife, um, grandma, my ex-grandmother-in-love, grandmother-in-law, booked us a room. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Never been treated like this before. Never stayed in the four seasons. We go stay over there. We go to Spaghetti Factory on Friday. And I'm like, my face hurts. So I took some Advil and... Let's just say maybe someone slipped me some Tremadol because I think that's illegal to say who gave me meds. Give me Tremadol, which is a pain med. And I don't take medication, but the pain was was crazy, crazy. And <laughs> Noemi, <laughs> I'm trying to tell the story. Noemi sees a fly and she's like, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Leave me alone. No, it's okay. Go ahead. And do, do you, boo-boo. Do you, boo-boo. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. It went away. So I say, I say, give me the Tremadol. I take the Tremadol and nothing. So Saturday, 
right? Saturday. Mm -hmm. I wake up, I'm in pain. So I find an emergency dentist. I didn't even know that was a thing. It was like an emergency orthodontist. They're open for medical procedures that need to be done as a referral from the hospital. Okay. Okay. So that's what they are. This is this is legit stuff. This isn't salespeople. This is, you know, <laughs> this is surgical stuff, right? right? I go over there and they go, who's your doctor? Um, we're going to try to drain it and then we'll pack it. I find out now packing it is what almost killed me. Okay. Just so, thinking about just even just the word. It's like, yeah, let's. Stuff it with things, even though it's infected and there's stuff oozing out of it. Let's just jam it with some paper. So oh. You got to see at this point, this God. is two months into this. Of thinking, constant pain. Thinking of constant. It doesn't go away. It's not like I after I eat breakfast one day, it just goes, hey, it's feeling good till about five o'clock in the evening. It was constant. And I'm sitting there trusting the doctors because doctors are, That's rough. are doctors. And yeah. I, I say, you know what? This is normal. I just got to live through the pain. Okay? So they, they, I go over there. They cut my gum to try to drain it. They were, we're going to cut it to drain it. They cut it, but the infection wasn't topical. They cut the surface of my gum to try to drain pus, but the pus was inside the, the, under the, the hole. Tooth. Under yeah. the tooth. So they cut it. What they would have to do, they'd have to probably, have to probably poke so through the whole gross. gum. And they're like, oh, it's not draining as much as I thought it would be. There's, my mouth is all bloody because they mm. keep cutting deeper. My mouth's all bloody. And then they, they, I don't know if they sew it up. I don't know what they do. Yeah. All I know is I'm just, ah, oh, oh. I'm trying to make a wedding. I'm trying to go to a wedding. <laughs> and my face really hurts. It's so bad. So bad. I'm not taking Tremadol. I am taking Tremadol. I'm not taking the Tremadol helped for a little bit because that's some oh high, that's some high level stuff right there. Yeah, that's some. Um, I'm good to go. I, I get a helmet, and do some crazy stuff, kind of stuff. You oh, know? okay. Because I'm not gonna feel uh, pain. I'm not sure what that is, but okay. So they say it's not draining, but what we'll do is we'll pack it in so that way nothing gets in it. But the problem is it's infected already. So when they packed it in, nothing they can't drain anymore. Whatever's inside, whatever's inside can't drain anymore. Was it was it hurting more? And like, was it going gradually up after they packed it? I I don't know because I had the tremadol. It was oh. kind of I don't know. The pain was so constant. I was so used to it. It was just part of my life at this point. Mm. Okay, so fast forward to that night. I didn't get any sleep. The next day, the wedding happens, and I'm sitting there. I'm in tears. It hurt so bad because nothing was draining anymore, and this infection was taking over me, girl. It was mm. taking over me. You know, God. if I didn't know what infection was, I, I feel like I, I feel like I feel like that's what it feels. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, like when, whenever you watch a movie and a dude changing into a zombie, that's what it felt like. That's what, like how hot I got, you know, and the pain. So I'm your sit- body was trying to fight off infection. infection. So I'm, you were I'm taking pain meds. You saw some certain level of pain, but because you took the pain meds, it wasn't allowing you to feel the full effect, so you didn't know that it was getting that worse. That bad. It was getting so when they packed it in, ugh. I could feel, I could the medicine didn't work. That's I was taking like ibuprofen and Tremadol because I Googled that you can take both, anti-inflammatory and then the, the whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the shower with cold water just hitting my face. I remember this with my clothes on. I had my clothes on because it hurt so bad. And I'm sitting there. I'm trying uh, Mariah or 
ex-wife yeah whatever i can say her name i don't want to say the last name whatever mariah she's sitting there she she goes you know we're going to the wedding i was like yeah she's like you shouldn't go to the wedding i was like let's go let's do this you know i got it it's just a tooth and my brain is just a tooth mm. okay so i get up i muster it up i take another ibuprofen and i go to the wedding we go to the rooftop where the wedding was and then we go down we go down to where all the activities were for the tech museum and i'm walking around and I get really hot. I say, I got I gots to go. So I tell her I got to go. Tell everybody bye. I even meet people. I remember meeting people, but my face is all swollen. You know, just imagine walking around and your face is swollen, you know. So I'm walking back. And you're just like, hi. Yeah. So I'm walking back to the, the hotel because it's across the street. So we walked across the street. And I'm hot. I'm hot. I don't think to check my temperature, but I am hot. We Were get you to sweating? we get to the hotel and we get to the room and I said, I need to go to the hospital. I don't feel good at all. So we started walking back to the lobby and when we got to the lobby I started getting dizzy. Hot. I was sweaty. I have a question. I thought she wasn't with you. I thought she stayed in the hotel in the party. No, she was there with me. Oh. So I'm walking back to the, the lobby and I'm hot. And I remember um I remember in the the, the, song. the song was on uh, OER um, Peace. It was like, oh, we don't have to fight. How's the chorus go? I just want to make you laugh. I just want to see that smile. Face hurts. Girl, we're only here all for a little while. But I'm getting septic in my, my body. My, bone, my blood's getting infected. I want love. I want us. I want you. I want me. I want peace as I'm about to die. So I'm walking to the the lobby. And I get to the lobby. I get to the receptionist. I said, you guys need to call an ambulance right now. It's funny. When you get to that point, your body knows. Your body knows something ain't right. Yeah. When you get to that point, it's it's panic, fly, fight or flight or something. I say, look, I call an ambulance right now. They go, get to the phone. They call an ambulance. I said, something's wrong with me. And I've taken a knee. And I'm so hot, I take my shirt off in the middle of the lobby and my socks and shoes. I remember. Ooh. And I'm sitting there with no shirt on. Everybody's just looking at me. And I didn't care because I, I go, man, I almost died. I'm like reliving this right now. Yeah. It was crazy. Ambulance comes. And I go, I tell these people, I go, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I, I can't even stand up right now. They lift me up. They put me on the gurney. Family from the hospital, the wedding comes to the, the lobby of the, the, the hotel. And they're just like, dude, what happened? What happened? Just like half naked. <laughs> <laughs> All sweaty. How much did you drink, bro? You know, I didn't drink anything. Because um, that'd be one. That'd just be stupid. It's all hopped up on meds. I get to the hospital emergency room mm-hmm. my temperature is 103.6 103.6 and my heart rate my standing heart rate was at 165 your your setting heart rate laying down should be like at 60 and the doctors they give me an iv they give me fluids they give me antibiotics um, and but not moxicillin because i'm allergic to moxicillin and the doctor comes in after four hours of being in the emergency room I'm like expediting the story because I know that we're trying to keep we're trying to keep this at an hour. Most of your guys' commutes are an hour, so I'm doing this for you. I got you in mind, Eric Norton. Yeah, I got you in mind, baby. So the doctor comes in, and this is he looked defeated. 
He he didn't have a doctor face or tone. Okay, doctors make you feel better, save lives. I got you, boo. This doctor comes up to me. He goes, um, we can't. I can't seem to get your temperature down. Uh, I'm not even lying. Uh, and uh, your heart rate is not going down. So uh, I think you know we're we're gonna go ahead and admit you. <laughs> Get admitted to the hospital. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> oh, man. They get me into a room. And this is the part where I start getting excited. What? What? How, how are you excited? You're going to die. How do you find any joy? Because I'm a Christ-like man and I find joy in every situation. <laughs> Which is mostly true. But that's not why. Why I found joy in the situation was because don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. But for whatever reason, it is a fantasy of mine to be admitted to an hospital and be served food. Like hospital food? Hospital food. Yeah. It's never (laughs) happened before. That was always one of mine until I had Allie. I want the Jello. I want and I, I want, want to, I want to even it's like hospital hospital food sucks, Fred. You I want to hate it. You want it in the tray with the weird cups. Yes. You know the weird cups of water. They're always weird looking <laughs> and like they look like a stone color, but they're not. So I'm in there. My fever breaks because they give me some stuff, and I'm laying there, face is hurting still. I'm in the emergency room. I get admitted to the hospital. I'm in the hospital. I admit it. I'm there for six hours. It's about 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So they say, you're going to be here until we find you an opening next door, which is the emergency place. Well, another emergency place that I was at so that we can do an emergency tooth extra- extraction. But the doctor's not there. In the meantime, let's order some food. So I order some food. I got a chicken fried steak and eggs. I said, are you guys still, sir, sir, still serving breakfast? They said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, chicken fried steak and eggs with some hash browns. Give me a biscuit gravy Dang. on the side, some coffee. Hey. He's going septic about, like, basically almost died, but he's getting his... About to get my last meal. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think you were in the clear there. I was in the clear. So, I ordered this. They leave. Come back 45 minutes later with the food. And the doctor's right behind him. Mm. I'm just like, fantasy is about to manifest itself into reality. I'm about to get my food. I can feel the steam from here. I can taste the gravy. It smells like hospital gravy. And the doctor comes in behind the food and he says, Dr. So-and-so showed up a little bit early. We can get that extraction right now. And my head was like, can I just wait a little bit longer? I mean, I waited two and a half months. <laughs> I waited two and a half I months. Just eat my food. My fever has gone. I didn't say that. I said, let's when get... They went, when they pulled the tooth, it would have smelled like eggs and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, this guy had a good breakfast. I like how I turned my head away from the mic. Like, it's like, hold on. Let me... <laughs> I can't hear that. Oh, maybe if I close mine also. Nah. Your, your voice just radiates. It just... I don't think radiates. Radiates. It radiates. It goes boom, boom, boom. We're, we're using it there, and it works. It fits. So I go lay down. Emergency extraction. Doctor puts me under anesthesia. I wake up. One of the doctors has pus all over her chest. Gross. They said that there was so much pressure that right when they took the tooth out, it squirted. 
There was so much built up in pus. They said he didn't even really have to wash it out for the pus. Because it just, yeah, it was just wanting to come out. The pain was gone for the first time in almost three months. I woke up out of anesthesia. I, I did one of the, with my tongue, I felt it through the hole. There was no pain. I burst into tears. Oh. I burst into tears because I was like. Well, two and a half months is a long time. Yeah. I feel that constant, especially in your teeth because I feel like that's just, it's so sensitive, you know? That was crazy. That's crazy. And that's the story of how, that's, that's one of the stories, one of the many stories of how I almost died. <laughs> hey, Fred, you almost went septic. If you didn't go to the hospital, you probably died. That's what the, the surgeon told Your me. Your blood was poisoning. Or he said you would have went full septic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. It was turning into poison. It was bad. Your body. Your and organs, your internal organs would have shut down. Over a tooth. Over a tooth. Crazy. So now we broke you in with a little bit of a story. And we've been trying out some segments. All right. And we're going to start doing the segments that, that we like to do. Honestly. Honestly. They're all pretty good. Yeah, so far. I like it. So uh, right now we're going to get into deal breakers. <laughs> okay. You can't laugh every time I, I say it. It's good. I think what I need to do is not look at your face <laughs> when you say it. It's just funny. <laughs> My eyes go cross. Deal breakers. <laughs> okay. Uh, Noemi's right. going to lead this. And I guess the deal breakers are for me, right? Yes. Okay. So Shoot. I'm going to take you on this journey. We are going on a date with a girl. It could be whatever name you could picture, whatever face. Esmeralda. It would be Esmeralda. That's interesting. It would be what? Nothing. I'm so funny. <laughs> um, a girl you'd be interested in. Okay. You know, someone that you'd go on a date with. Got it. So it doesn't really matter what she looks like. Okay. Um, just picture someone in your head that you would date. All right. So this is the first date, blind date. Your best friend set you up, and um, you've been texting back and forth with this girl. She seems cool. She's funny. Whatever. Easy to talk to so far. Just a couple conversations. All right. And you guys agree to go to dinner, and she says, I'll pick you up. I love my car, and I like to drive it. Okay. Okay. And there's going to be different things I'm going to throw at you. You tell me at what point. There's a deal breaker, okay? Okay, sounds good. So, <laughs> so she picks you up, and you see her car. It looks like a, an average car, you know, whatever. It's nice, but it's not crazy. And you go to open the door to sit down, and she hand, she says, wait, 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 hands you a lint roller and <laughs> says, can you clean yourself off before you get in my car? <laughs> Is that a deal breaker? Clean myself off. Yeah. Am I am I lint roller? Is my dirtiness apparent? Is no. it obvious that I'm no, dirty? No, you just you just got you you're going on a date. You showered, your clothes is, should be clean. Do I have I a hope. dog in this situation? Or just, no. just like right she like just, right now, just go and just She just roll. met you. She didn't even see what your pants look like. Um, looked like <laughs> I would have questions. Okay. I'd would you be stumped or, a little? No. No. I I would just do it. Honestly. Okay. You know how many times in my life that someone just lint rolled me out of nowhere? <laughs> I would, I, there's been so many times where I'm just standing there and my back's just getting rolled with lint rolls. Whether it be a, an aunt, an ex-wife, just whatever. Most yeah. of the times I had dogs, though. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes but, sense. Uh, no, no deal breaker. Okay. What else you got? All right. <clears throat> so, yes, yeah, so you get in her car. She's cool. You know, she's pretty, whatever. You guys get to the restaurant. And before you get out of the car, <laughs> you see that she's got a poster <laughs> on the back of her car. <laughs> Like directly, directly behind you guys, and it's Chris Hemsworth. Big, <laughs> big. His, his face is like blown up. Is his shirt on or off? Off. <laughs> okay. okay. And you see that it's signed. Okay. Your great girl is Meralda. Love Chris. Right. Hem. Chris Hem. <laughs> Chris Hem. At this point, you're you're intrigued, right? Is okay, that a deal yeah. breaker? No, I I. I'd okay. say that's dope. All right. So what, what would your question be? Where did you meet him? It, he, I'd be like, oh, cool. Where'd you meet him? Did he hold your shoulder? Did he grab your shoulder? Did he give you one of the, the side hugs and then hand hand the shoulder? How tall is he? Right. Is he strong? Is he kind? Does I'm he have like, kind oh, eyes? You, you met Chris Hemsworth? Pre-haircut or after haircut? Uh, After haircut. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're like, oh, you met Chris Hemsworth? And she goes... No. And then you got questions now. Yeah. How did he write that? And she says, he didn't. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to that? It's How big is this poster? <laughs> it's big. It covers her entire back window. <laughs> <laughs> and she it wrote, has a note she wrote, from him to her. From are we already at the restaurant? Yes. Then not a deal breaker. What are you talking about? If okay, we're already at the restaurant. I'm not gonna say take me home. You no, no, no. Is it a deal breaker or not? Are you like okay, this is a one once one time date? Nah, that's not. I've been I've been on a crazier date than that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I thought that one for sure was gonna get you. No, I'd laugh. <laughs> I'd laugh so hard. What if she got mad? Like that's she's serious. Then, okay, but th- that's not part of the deal break. You didn't say that. If a girl has a full-on poster and she goes, yeah, no, I wrote it. Then you started laughing and she'd be like, why are you laughing? That's some crazy stuff right there. But she drove. So it's not a deal breaker. Got it. I'm in it already. (laughs) She drove. I'm clean. My clothes aren't carrying any lint. So I rolled that crap. Got it. And there's a poster of Crimson Wars in the back, which I assume she she backs up with her side, side view mirrors. Yeah, sure. she's probably got like a camera or something. All right. Okay, so what you guys you go into the restaurant, and you sit down. She, or, you guys order, and um, she instantly asks you, "This is the first time you you guys have actually sat in front of each other." You okay. guys made a little bit of small talk in the car, but it wasn't yeah. a lot. There's more music, you know. All right. Yeah, she says, that music back and forth. All so right. she looks at you like this. So. Are you a Democrat or Republican? That's that's one of the first things she asked me. First thing. And she's serious. Is it weird that I feel bad for this hypothetical girl? Why? Like my my heart is legit turning right now. Why? Thinking, you know what? She's probably not going to get a normal date. So I'm just going to I'm just gonna see this out. Maybe, maybe there's some. Maybe there's mean some. She's depths. not gonna get a normal date. Maybe I gotta peel the layers to this <laughs> onion and find that sweet spot. Maybe I gotta. I, I just. I gotta do it. You know. You just gotta do it. You just. You just gotta peel the layers. Okay. All right. 
So, so not not a deal breaker at this point. Because you feel bad for her. That that I is not. You, a, I that, need you to. I need you to just think of this as a real situation. Okay. What a restaurant are we at? Situation. I don't know. Because the food's good enough to ignore her. But this is a deal no, breaker. No, this, this is a deal breaker. Okay. It's not about where you're eating or whether <laughs> the vibes are good <laughs> and the food's great so I can ignore her. Is it a deal breaker or not? Jeez. I literally can't with you. The Democrat oh or Republican isn't as bad as the Chris Hemsworth photo. So, no, it's not a deal breaker. So, it's not a deal breaker by default. Okay, so then she starts rambling on about politics. Okay. She shows you a bunch of pictures of herself uh, protesting stuff. And that is what her life is. And then when you guys order food, she proceeds to get vegan stuff only. Deal breaker. Are you serious? Yeah. So not the fake poster sign. Not the... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You continue to amaze me. The vegans where I draw the line. How many interactions can you have with somebody eating vegan food? V- food is how you food is how you converse. Food is how you fellowship. Where are we going to go Bible study? Who's bringing snacks? Okay. So if if you're having a you know a, a study at your house and uh, George, I don't know why I said George because George isn't vegan, but George, vegan George comes along and you mm-hmm. got to get some tofu snacks because George is around or some veggie chips or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, that rubs me the wrong way. Just because, I don't know, vegan's healthy for some people and it saves some people's lives, but I like meat. And that's a deal breaker. Okay. Yeah. All right. So vegans, not about it. Yeah, not about it. Okay. And I don't know. Just that was the deal breaker. Deal breaker. Was that not the last the, one? Not the lint roller. No. Not the Chris Hemsworth poster. No. Not the politics no. obsession. Vegan. The vegan. Okay, so whenever the other when the other stuff comes up, you want to talk about it. I mm-hmm. can't talk to you about it if we're not eating the same food. Right. Get it. It's like a vibe. It's a vibe. That's the end of yeah, that one? I don't think I'd, yeah. I don't think I'd be able to date a... A vegan. A vegan. But for me, like reverse-wise, if it was a guy telling me to use a lint roller before I sat in his car, I'd be like... You'd say peace out? I'd say, bye. <laughs> well, you know what? I never asked what kind of car You'll it was. You'll never see me again. <laughs> Just some Honda. Oh, you said you did say it. You said it was, it was like, like a whatever something. car. It yeah. was. I mean, it was nice, but it wasn't like whatever. Oh my gosh. And oh, and then her her. I forgot to mention a little detail that it wouldn't have been a deal breaker for you, but um, her phone screen was her kissing her car. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have questions. Whatever. Just I this might be a fun experience. It might get me into something that I'll remember forever, for the better or worse. So, with that, that's the end of the that segment. We're going to transition into a new, or not a new segment, but the next segment, and that is. I can't like it. I can't like it. All right. So this, I have a few things that I have my own opinion on, but I'm going to shoot for each one. I'm going to let Noemi. Not okay. This is the ninth episode. I keep saying no, Hemi. 
He knows it's not no Hemi. But I he say says that for that spelling way. purposes, but she said, she said, oye, chico, oye, está calling me no Hemi, eh? Me llamo no, ye, no, no Yemi. <laughs> you just made it worse. Me llamo no Emi. Okay, so what actually no happened was I, I hated it from the jump, and I'm like, that's such an ugly way of saying my name. I already feel... Oh, not self-conscious, but I already feel like the H in my name is unnecessary, mm. and you emphasize on it every time. Well, I don't know. Isn't Odon Nohemi? I'm like, oh my gosh. And my cousin, my cousin Lily, which I'm giving her a shout out because she's listened to all of our episodes. She listened to the last episode and she was laughing. She's like, "Huh? He calls you Nohemi." Whenever I hear Lily in my brain, Lily I, still, I go, Lily. Lily. Okay, so with I can't like it, I have three I can't like it's. I wrote them down. She doesn't know. Noemi doesn't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he wrote down. He didn't know what what I wrote down. What is part of the show? (laughs) I'm just going to go for it. Go for it. I can't like it. This is my I can't like it, but you go first. Allergies. Ooh. Ooh. Where? do I get started with allergies? First of all, let me count the ways. Sore throat, itchy nose, you can't see out of your eyes, and they burn, and it hurts to rub the tears, and you have all these things, but you're not sick. Right? Like, at least be sick, you know? Like, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have all these symptoms... Some, give me, give me a diagnosis. Me. Like give my, me, give me something that could be fought off with either antibiotics or with some soup at home for a couple days, not two week long of just snot, itchy eyes, itchy weak. nose. It happens, and more times than not, in Central Valley, it's it the summer or the early early spring. Yeah. You're sweating. Oh yeah, you got tears. Yep, you got nose droplets coming out of your mouth. Why did I say yep. nose droplets? And then you're, you're tired. You're fatigued because of the stuff that's in the air. You're leaking. Your face. <clears throat> Why, is am leaking. Leaking? Why am I leaking? Why am I leaking? Okay, so allergies for me. I've had them all my life. I'm allergic to everything. They did one of those needle oh. tests on my arm where it said, oh, let's just stick 25 needles in your arm and whichever one flares up, you're allergic to. 25 needles, the whole arm flared up. I was allergic to everything except for bees. Oh, I, actually, cool. I actually didn't know that, that you're allergic to a bunch of stuff. I'm allergic to, well, okay, so check this out. You're allergic to walnuts? So, so last episode, we talked about how I went to a mental break. After post-mental break, my allergies haven't been that bad. Hmm. Post-depression, weird stuff. I didn't have to your, take a leg or not one body, time. Your body chemistry evolved. And yeah. usually I'll take a bottle for a month. Then the next year I'll switch it up to Zyrtec. I've had allergies all my life. Mm-hmm. But it gets to the point where I can't breathe. I have an inhaler at times. Mm-hmm. And just sitting there. The, the day's beautiful. The fall and winter's ugly. So this is why I learned to love the fall and winter. A.K.A. fat boy weather. <laughs> all right. I learned to love it because my face doesn't leak. During those times, I get wet. Yeah, but I love. I'm <laughs> deep breath in the fall. It smells like uh, 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 pine tar. It smells like as- wet asphalt. I don't know why I said pine tar. Ass wet asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like <laughs> you're gonna say asphalt, but you didn't finish. As- ass wet asphalt. I- what am I saying right now? I don't now? know what you're saying. Asphalt. Wet asphalt. You did it. Say that ten it. times fast. I don't even know what I'm Wet saying right asphalt. now. Wet asphalt. Okay, so. 
That's the name of the episode. Okay, that's the name okay, of the episode. So I actually love that smell too. And the other day, the first day that it kind of like sprinkled and we, we got all excited. We're like, yay, no more dust particles in the air. <laughs> right. And then we were just breathing that in. <laughs> right. Like like wet ground. Oh, I love it. I Not love even it. fresh. And I, I love but... wet asphalt. I, why is that funny to me? I'm 34 years old. That should not be funny to me. <laughs> and the color orange. Moving on. I got two more. All right. Allergies suck. I can't like it. You have to say I can't like it. I either. can't like it. Okay. Um, Spanish rice at Mexican restaurants. Ooh. Okay. It's either too wet or too dry. Wet? Yeah. Too wet? Like clumpy. Okay, too wet. I've never had wet rice before. <laughs> you didn't eat rice. At what? At certain restaurants that I've eaten at. at. So specifically, um, so the question, my question to you is, have you ever went out to eat? Have you went? Have you ever went out to a, have you went out, <laughs> I forgot the lyrics. <laughs> have you ever went out to a friend's house to eat and the food just ain't no good? I mean, the macaroni soggy, the peas all mushed and the chicken tastes like wood. So... Chicken tastes like wood. <laughs> have Have you ever went to a Mexican restaurant mm. and liked the Spanish rice? I'm talking ate all of it. No, I'll usually drown it in salsa. Yeah, that's and the I'll only mix one. it in with the or beans. Crema. Oh yeah, I'll mix it in with the beans. Put some crema on it. That usually fixes the problem. But no, I've never been like ooh. No. No. My mama's rice, my tia's rice, my sister's rice. All that's good. Um. Restaurants? What, what it tastes like at restaurants. This is why it bugs me. What it tastes like at restaurants. It's as if. I don't know why I paused for effect right there. I'm talking about freaking Spanish rice right now. But, but it's whatever. Food. You're the very passionate the about The intensity. Food. So, okay, I love food. So, Spanish rice feels like you go to a Mexican restaurant, they get the big old pot, make a bulk serving of spanish rice and the the seasoning is never proportioned correctly yes they under season it it's never over seasoned mm -hmm. it's overcooked sometimes yeah. but it's it's always under seasoned and it's crazy because i could do white rice which has no seasoning really but for some reason when it's the mexican rice but it's not seasoned. It tastes really disgusting. It's almost like, okay. It tastes like wood chips. Like what I imagine wood chips would taste like. <laughs> One time in uh, seventh grade. Of course, you would have a freaking Me and a couple story. guys put sawdust in our, our woodshop teacher's coffee. Oh. It's a good amount. He didn't taste it. No? Because well, he smoked. He was a smoker. And he's a woodshop. So. Maybe it what if his intestines got all cut up? He's fine. Splinters. He's fine. So I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I see what you I mean. I can't like it. I can't like it. I see what you mean, how if it's in the middle, it's, it's a, you know what? Just like how God doesn't like you to be spiritually lukewarm, I don't want your efforts towards my Spanish rice to be lukewarm. You Amen, either go brother. all in or you or give me that arroz blanco. Cause I want it all, <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> all right, last one, last one. Are you ready for this? This one, writing this down. You see, you see this paragraph next to it, right here, right there. That's all. This one, 
because of how much oh. I can't like it. Hey, you scribbled on it. You were I angry. scribbled. What What does it make you? It, it makes me angry. <laughs> so you go to a drive-thru. Okay. Fast food. All right. You go get some fast food and they say, hey, sir, would you like to round up to the so-and-so, to the hospital, to this, to this kind of program? Would you like to round up? Would you like to round up? How does that make you feel? I can't even look at you right now. I can't like it because I always say yes. And when I, the, the, more recently, I've been trying to, you know, pinch some pennies. And I'm like, I, I wonder how much money I've donated. And it's always a good thing. But you feel so bad when you say no. And I remember I was at Habit Burger. And the lady's like, would you like to donate? I had already eaten there three times that mm. week. And I was like, no. But I looked straight down. I could not look at her in the eye, and I, I felt so awful. And she knew I did. She goes, "Don't worry, don't feel bad." <laughs> she goes, "I just have to ask." And I'm like, or you I see the like picture it. of the the kids. Usually around here is the Valley Children's Hospital mm-hmm. in the Central Valley, and I go to Jack in the Box, and I'm like, I I just I came here to get tacos. I'm not trying to round up my seventy two cents because that goes into tomorrow's right. Taco Fun, right? Because tacos are cheap. Can I talk about? <laughs> can I talk about what happened to me yesterday though? I called Freddie right away, and I was like, dude. What happened? At uh, Dollar General. I told you, right? Oh, yeah. And they yeah, hooked it Yeah, it was up. so crazy. Hooked it up. And I'm like, you know what? And what did you tell me? Gifts and surprises, because that's um, part, oh, part of, of the, part of the, the declaration for declar- our tithing. Yeah, when we tithe, we, de- we declare certain things, and gifts and surprises is one of them. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but um, I like to give, even if I don't have you know, money to give, I'll, I'll give something. That's why, like, I really enjoy serving. Um, but I don't, like I said, I don't usually say no to those things. And, but, like I said, I've been trying to save money, you know, single mom. Yeah. You know, After stuff. she says she ate it, have it three times in one week. Oh, that Call was, oh, okay. that was a couple months ago. Wait, I, I, I think I paid one time. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm always on the run, always on the go, so don't judge me. I'm not judging you. Okay, <laughs> whatever. I'll let that one go. <laughs> so, um, so I was paying, and I was kind of preoccupied because I keep I always put the wrong pin on my bank card. I always put my phone password, um, and so I was preoccupied trying to figure it out. And the lady asked me, "Would you like to donate?" You know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. What's happening? I'm not going. Okay. Um, and I wasn't really listening to her. I was looking down and I said, yeah. And after I said, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm doing it again. And even though it's, and I'm like, I'll just let it slide. You know, I'd, I'd rather give something. Um, but I was rounding, I was rounding up almost a whole dollar. Because um, my total was, it was close to 30. So it was like 29.02. So I was going to give almost a whole dollar. That's a big round up. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big round, whatever, uh, compared to, like, some people get a, a penny or, no, like, like a quarter or something, or something yeah. yeah. Um, and so I said, yeah, and I'm like, oh, you know, I usually say yes anyways, whatever. And then she looked at me, and she said, you know what? She just, like, paused. She stopped the whole operation of, of charging me my stuff. Operation. <laughs> she, she, she goes, don't put your card in. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what happened? Am I getting arrested? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she said, she said, oh, she goes, actually, you know what? I want to give you some of my, our discounts. And I said, oh, okay. 
and she's like, you can still round up if you want to, but I want to give you the discounts first. Mm. And the whatever you round up is still going to go straight to them. Yeah. And I said, okay. I don't even know what this organization is because I didn't hear, you know. And so she started beeping stuff. Beep, 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 beep. It went down almost $10. Dude. I paid $20 for what I would have paid 30 really, because I was going to pay exactly 30 because well, of the roundup. Because of the roundup. You paid $20. I paid exactly $20. So she blessed me with $10. 33% When I was going to give $1. 33% multiply. So she, multiply. yeah, gives and supplies. Supplies. And I was so like, what? Okay. So that was pretty let me, cool. Let me ask you this. If you can put a dollar amount on guilt, how much is it? I have the answer. It's rhetorical. It's $11.22. $11.22. Okay. So not, not much no, at all. No, guilt costs $11.22. Why? Because you go to Panda Express and you get a two-entree plate with some super greens chow mein, that new crispy almond chicken and some Kung Pao chicken. Oh, yeah. There's free advertisement for Punk, Kung, Punk Pao, Kung Pao, words are hard, Kung Pao Punk Express. Cow. I mean, Panda Express. <laughs> Kung Pao Express. It's the Punk Pao. <laughs> Pun cow chicken. Stop. Pun cow kitchen. Costs eleven dollars twenty two cents because you also get a diet coke with that, and then you get you get you say I'm done, and then you would you like to round up to the children's hospital? That's a major insight into your life. And I say no, and I feel guilty. I didn't come over here to feel guilty. So you give your card like this. Okay, if they gave me enough sauce at Pan Express, maybe they hand out that sauce. Like their rations in the 1930s. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I can't like it. I can't like it. And they fill up my Diet Coke all with ice. And I know. I know. I'm not supposed to give based on what I'm given. Okay? But it's to me, it's taking advantage of a situation saying round up. And I don't, I don't do that. I just want my, my super grains, my chow mein, my compound chicken, my crispy almond chicken breast, <laughs> and my medium diet Coke. Sometimes I'll go large if it's a drive home, and it's before 7 o'clock. It's going to keep me up because it's got a lot of caffeine in it. I'll get the large one, but then they put a lot of ice in it anyway, so the large is like a small because of all the ice that they put into it. Okay? Wow, yeah. I'm very passionate about this. I can't like it. <laughs> okay. You weren't on fast forward right there, just letting you know. That was, was, that's just You did Freddy. not accidentally hit the button. That's just ready. That was me. I know. I know. At this point, you're just like... Man, they, they talk about nothing and everything all at the same time. <laughs> I clicked on here. There's really no, there's no rhyme or reason of the direction they're going to. This is just my day, bro. These are just friends having a conversation. Yeah. These are our conversations that we are sharing with you. They'd happen if we're recording them or not. Yeah, they happen. Granted that, that we're, you know, putting a little icing on it. Yeah. Put a little, a little whip, bit of whip character cream, on little it. Little character, little caramel drizzle, maybe extra caramel drizzle. Yeah, but Freddie does talk, talk to me like this, especially since we've started our podcast. Oh, we'll yeah. be talking on the phone and he gets an idea and he, it's almost like you're pitching the idea because you're saying it the way you would say it to everybody. And then she laughs. Everybody. Then that's how, the, the measure of my laughter, the, the loudness of it is how he measures is he going to say it or is he not? If she doesn't laugh and then goes, that's good, I don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like 
back. All right, with that, we're going to get into... <laughs> Wrong one. Hold on, let's try that again. Let's try that again. I switched it up on her. With that, we're going to get into... First of the day! Were you right. going to dab? I, no, I wasn't going to dab. You were like... This. I should from please, now on. no. But dab no. is like 2019. Please. Stuff is like flying by as far as like trending and fads. <laughs> like it's... It it's lit, like two seconds I say long. lit now when it's... I'm done. Lit is done. Like... Oh, yeah. Bet. All right. So the verse of the day is Alyssa Psalms. Alyssa says lit a lot. Psalms 111.10. All right. And the psalm says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you're wise, and that makes a lot of sense. The Bible is so, like, straightforward. There's things that need to be uncovered, and they get uncovered all the time. Um, like Pastor Reed just said, mm. you know, he said that it's a living, the Bible is alive. That really resonated in, in, in my heart. I was like, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. There's always being things that are revealed constantly. And this book constantly. is so old. Yes. It's, it's it's been around since the since they made it. This is it's, it's and it's constantly revealing things to people. So, um, but that one is so straightforward. Like, be wise. That be, the beginning of wisdom, or what was it again? Sorry. So the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Beginning of wisdom. Yeah, that's crazy. So to me, it's interpreted. I, I interpret fear as respect. Yeah. Just as if you were even by um, a silverback gorilla's cage at a, at a zoo. I'm not comparing God to a silverback gorilla, although a, yeah. strong as heck. Mm-hmm. You feel safe, obviously, because there's glass. But when you're like toe-to-toe with it, right. you fear that dude. Why? Because you respect the power that he can have over you. Yeah. So you respect the power that he, ha- he can have over you. If you carry <clears throat> that over into a Christ-like mind, into godliness, you fear God because you respect the power that he has and the reign that he has over not only you, but the earth and the universe. And yeah. you respect him in, as sovereign. You respect him as the, the righteous heir of the throne to everybody and that he deserves all glory. And you, you fear him. You respect that yeah. because he can have judgment over you. Yeah. Or it could be like a person a person using their wisdom to not commit a crime, not to steal, not to harm somebody. Um, also, it goes with morality. But um, if you use an example like a teenager – a, why, a, a teenager who's a little bit more wise is not going to get into the trouble out of fear of the consequence. But a foolish child or teenager is not going to care. They're foolish. They have no wisdom. Or not that they don't have wisdom, but they don't care to use it. or So they don't have fear because they don't fear the consequence. And then once it happens, they're like, why am I getting in trouble? You know, they have no... They have, they have, they're not using or they're not trying to build up their wisdom or trying to even have any kind of wisdom. Yeah. They don't fear. 
And that's why bad stuff happens. Well, wisdom defined based on the course that I just took, Maximize Manhood, Ed Cole defines wisdom as the application of knowledge. Hmm. Knowledge without the application mm-hmm. is foolish. So wisdom oh, yeah. is the application of knowledge. Yeah. The exercise of what you know. Well, yeah, because you, if you do something bad, you break the law, you know you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Whether you choose to obey that or to just be reckless and do whatever and not apply wisdom, okay. it's foolish. So, so or am I going in a different direction that you're talking about? No, it's okay. So the fear it's of the Lord metaphor. is the beginning of wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is, is the beginning of wisdom because that's when... Like the first step. The first step for you to start receiving, ingesting mm-hmm. um, knowledge... <clears throat> righteousness from somebody else yeah. whether it be god or a peer and mm-hmm. then you start to develop your your wisdom the beginning of wisdom the the thing that's weird though hmm. is that us as humans us as humans and i'm generalizing all of humanity right now but just in my immediate life like my immediate surroundings and my upbringing more times than not you don't fear someone until after there's a revelation of the power that they have over you. Example given. Uh, this is the second time I'm referencing jujitsu. Scott Savage jujitsu, free shout out. I would never even, that's, that's, it'll always be free for Scott Savage. That's in Los Banos, Scott Savage jujitsu. I could say his whole name is not anonymous. Go roll and humble yourself as a man or, or woman. It's, it, and he even teaches kids and he's good with kids. But as a man, before you go, before you go and roll, which Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're, you're sparring with him, mm-hmm. you think you know it all. You're not humbled yet. When he chokes you out and you realize how small you really are, mm-hmm. that's the beginning of that fear, that respect. Mm-hmm. Because this dude, this dude has some power over me. But he, because he knows and sees things that I can't see. Mm-hmm. And the example given is the moves, the situations, the grips. Yeah. He knows and sees things that I can't see. And I need to fear him, a.k.a. respect him, and then pick his brain. So that way I can gain what he has. And the only way I can do that is if I fear, respect, and become submissive to him and his teachings. And that's very obvious that I'm carrying that over into religion and to, into your walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. I say it's a human thing because how do you get to that point? How did I beat you? How do you get to that <laughs> point with Christ? How do you get to that point with Christ? Because he can't physically wrestle you and pin you down. Right. How do you get to that point with Christ? And there's a couple, I think the last episode, maybe the, the, the episode before was talking about why do bad things happen? Mm-hmm. And m- maybe that's that, that spiritual submission, that spiritual submission to get you to tap out. And then when you tap out, you look at the person who just kicked your butt. <laughs> and, and someone like Scott, he'll say, he'll say okay, he'll, he'll teach you when you go along and you keep sparring and get better and better and better. So there's like the spiritual <clears throat> submission, right. the quote unquote bad things that can mm-hmm. happen to you, mm-hmm. but it gets you to direct your focus to God. I kind of just went with that right now, 
And that was that made a lot of sense to me right now. That makes sense? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I wasn't even going to go to that direction. Scott Savage, free shout out, bro. Um, <laughs> was the, uh, what was the other part of that verse? After the, the, beginning, second part, the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. So um, there is, this is a, a study Bible. So on the side, what is the fear of the that Lord? Whole, that whole verse is about uh, submission. Yeah. Submitting to God and um, basically knowing how to approach him almost. You don't approach him with that yeah. attitude like, what, what are you going to do? You know. Maybe um, at first you might. You might. You might until you're but humbled. I would never. Personally, I would never. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's very black and that, that verse is very black and white where you can get a lot of things from it. But basically fear the Lord and you'll have wisdom. That's the beginning of wisdom. Um, if you can do that wholeheartedly fear the Lord, respect him, respect him. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what kind of attitude you approach him with. He's still God, it doesn't matter because there's people like, well, I don't really care. Well, I don't really this. Well, I res- I do. I fear God, but you know, yeah, it doesn't really matter if you come in with a heart that is not submissive or a heart that is not fearful. He's yeah. still the Lord of Lords. He's mm-hmm. still the King of Kings, and that's what that ending is. By the way, it doesn't matter. He's still. What is that last part? Uh, no. To him belongs eternal praise. To him belongs eternal praise. Yeah. Um. So it's it's I don't know. Lately, I've been very um like falling into like a deeper love with God, mm-hmm. and those kind of verses just always get me like emotional almost. Um. Because I'm like, yeah, like I don't know what I was running, what I thought I was running from for so long. Because he made me, he molded me, he made me who I am. He gave me certain gifts. He gave me my daughter. He ge- and um, and I had this foolish attitude for a long time. Yeah, it's almost like I forgot m- the fear, the fearfulness that I had for so, him. So, check this out. This kind of just way. came to me right now. Mm-hmm. All right, because. This is crazy. I think I can articulate this the way that my brain is receiving it right now. Okay. Fear precedes a righteous decision. If you have no moral compass, Mm -hmm. you're going to do what makes you feel good. So fear, respect, comes before a righteous decision and then it just becomes natural why you would stay uh um why you would because everything everything's in 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 secret Mm -hmm. because no one's going to see so you can be a christian at church you can be a christian on sundays you can go serve on a wednesday at youth you can and this is i'm generalizing this isn't for anybody you can go serve right but what happens behind closed doors Okay. What, like, what, are you a good person behind closed doors? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What, what good decisions are you making? So, fear 
is there to keep you keep the conviction there keep the keep you in line right because true fear cannot be it's not something that's displayed like how you said you can serve and stuff Mm -hmm. but do you have do you have the true fear of the lord because that you're supposed to have all the time you're not going to serve when you're at your house you're at your house yeah but yeah I so like the, the Bible I have is a study Bible. I didn't forget. So it says, what is the fear of the Lord? And it's referencing uh, this, this scripture exactly. This refers to an awesome respect for God, which is a good thing. Without it, people are presumptuous before God. Those who do not fear God fail to respect his power and righteousness. And they do not recognize the infinite distance between their sins and his holiness. Yeah. His infinite distance between his sins, between uh, yours or their sins and his holiness. Infinite yeah. distance. Meaning they're not, they're, there is no, there is no the measure place. of distance. Yeah. They don't belong. It's They cannot exist together. It's like oil and water. They they resist each other. That. Yeah. They resist each other. It's uh, not, and it's not even like oil and water because it, it cannot be in the same room. They can't be in the same place. Mm-mm. It's not. It's nothing to do with him. He resists. So, so check this out. So fear the Lord, wisdom. One, one thing I like to do to try to practice, I try to practice um, my obedience. I have what I call a midnight hour notebook that I haven't, I haven't woken up to write in in a while. I usually keep my lessons that I teach to the kids in here uh, for youth, youth night. But the first thing I ever wrote, see, I was waking up at midnight and I was, I was just unsure of what was going on. And I, I, they got to the point where I just, I prayed and I said, I need a notebook. So I bought a notebook and why I'm sharing this is 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 if if you have that respect for God, He's going to reveal more things to you. It's going to reveal more things to you, things that make sense to you. I can read this, and it might not resonate with anybody, or it might hit somebody. But for me, it worked for me in a prayer for me, and it, it changed my perspective a little bit. So I, I called this the beauty of His unforeseeable depth. That's a D E P T H. And here we go. What we think, um, what we think we can be is almost an insult toward the potential that God has for us. All we see as humans on this earth is what is directly in front of us. Linear vision. Though our sight is broad physically, we only have pinpoint vision. I said this because a lot of, a lot of us have plans for ourselves. But our plans are weak compared to God's plans. Mm. Our plans are an accumulation of past experiences. I've said that before. You can't see past what you already know. You can't see future. You can't see the revelation before it happens. You can't see God's plans. Mm-hmm. Do you only you dumb down your plans because you limit yourself with your past experiences? Imagine a child at the shore of the sea. Better yet, picture yourself at seashore. The sand in between your toes, the cool breeze that passes through and against you, the the sound of crashing waves, the smell of the beach, and the visual of the waves being beckoned to the shore. Deep down, we take this all in and recognize it for only the beauty that is apparent to us. 
But there is so much more than that, more than we can fathom, from the depths of the ocean and the fish that blanket it to the history and journey of every grain of sand at your feet. We take in the beauty, plan our day only based on what we see capable. Our vision of potential is skewed. It's almost a hindrance. We settle for knee deep in the sandy water, but God has depth and vastness beyond measure. I wrote this half asleep. Okay. We take our eyes for granted. We take our eyes for granted. I don't know why I wrote this. It's crazy. And they have led us to accept a false and vague understanding of beauty. Instagram, Facebook. Perception mm. of the physical. Contouring. If God's power, his grace, and his beauty was limited to our perception uh, our perception of what we can see, then this would lead to the assumption that a blind man, man couldn't get the full effect of God's wholeness. A blind man can receive it just as much as somebody that can see. So it's not based on what we see. Mm -hmm. We think it is. We go to church. We want to see a healing. We want to see signs, miracles, and wonders. But it has nothing to do with our sight, our physical sight. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know if I sound crazy, but this is just... <sighs> if a blind man can witness God's beauty, then what is it about our being that can accept, acknowledge, and witness such a sight that isn't with our eyes? Take away your senses, and where does your beauty come from from the Lord? If you take away your senses, where does it come from? We receive blessings as the tangible things before us. Those aren't the blessings. Mm -hmm. By which portion of our being is your beauty magnified? Is it not just a state of being? Being in his presence? Being filled with his spirit? Being used as a vessel? That has nothing to do with the tangible and the physical. Nothing to do. I know that that's how we outreach here on the earth in the humanly form. But we shouldn't humanize his beauty. That's different. And then I said this, this is my prayer, and this is, we're going to end on this. Lord, I long for a state of being in which my spirit fully accepts your beauty. Use me in a way which I could show a blind and deaf man your beauty. And that prayer, that last little line stayed with me for about three weeks. Because I'm just like, how can I even do that? How can I physically do that? If someone came to me blind and deaf, they're just as worthy of God's love. Granted that this situation will probably never happen. They're just yeah. as worthy as God's love. Or it could be that it's not literal. It could be. I told that to, 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 to a guy at church. Um, I'm going to give his name. I got to work on that. Yeah, you give out too many names. First names. First name basis. <laughs> and he says... But no, but, but no, it's the spiritually blind and the spiritually deaf. Yeah. Because you can't reach spiritually with your physical um, arms. Right. You have to reach it with your spiritual arms. Mm. So you need the reverence of God to reach the spiritually deaf, spiritually blind. And he said that and he finally put it together. Just crazy. Yes. Fear is good. Fear equals respect. And always remember that.
Noemi. Yes. Take us away, girl. <laughs> you did the pterodactyl? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really itty tiny baby that was pterodactyl. A baby that was a, yeah, that was still in the nest. <laughs> what it is. Waiting for its mama. Pterodactyls always at the end of Jurassic Park movies, and sometimes that's how we like to end this. And I do apologize if you have earphones on when you're listening to this. Okay, Noemi and Freddie out. Is out. Wait, Noemi and Freddie the Jet Rodriguez out. Uh. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> da, da.